Welcome to our weekly and Episcopal Sermon podcast. We are so glad you found us. This is a live recording of the gospel reading and sermon from last Sunday's service at the Episcopal Church in Almaden. The life of this podcast depends on your listening support. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to support us, simply subscribe to this podcast on your channel of choice. Come, join us along our shared path for today's episode. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May I speak in the name of God, Creator, Savior, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The baptism of Jesus, which day the Episcopal Church officially recognizes, I made a mistake last Sunday, but anyway, we're celebrating it this Sunday because, you know, I made a mistake. Anyway, it's all good. The, cel- the, the baptism of Jesus is what we're celebrating today. This richness of tradition, it does a couple of things for us, I think. It reminds us to open our hearts to, in many ways, that faithful people celebrate this season of Epiphany. It also reminds us, as we read the stories and try and take into ourselves the spiritual meaning of them, that We can claim all of these meanings and live them out today. As we do when we we restart our baptismal covenant, we will do that when the bishop visits in several weeks. And just a little bit more about the readings today. I love the reading from Acts, the interplay between uh, the story from Acts and the story of Jesus' baptism. He's baptized by John in the Jordan, and he immediately upon this epiphany, we could call it an epiphany in Jesus's life, goes out on a vision quest. And that's the reading. We probably will skip those readings because we're going to try and get back on track this week. But he goes out on a 40-day vision quest to begin to understand the transformation that has taken place in his life. And um, so he goes out and he is tested and he comes back again and he starts to gather the disciples and he begins his ministry. And the story from Acts, I love the story from Acts. Take that, take the bulletin home and read that story from Acts again, uh, just in your own prayer time in the next few days. Paul asks the believers, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? And they say, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. We didn't know that. I just love that um, bluntness. And he asks them about their baptism. Of course, they received the baptism of John. 
the same as Jesus, and then Paul baptizes them in the name of the Lord Jesus. So it's a little bit confusing. You have to do some history, historical reading, and some exegesis to really understand what was happening at that time. But in reality, it's not really confusing when we consider that the early church also understood baptism in a variety of different ways. They were working things out. This is what my theme was last week of my words, and it's again my theme, that we're still working things out today. We are living today in a most amazing time when the forbidden religious questions of our childhood, and we remember what they were. We all have questions that we were not permitted to ask or that we were told to, you know, go sit down and be quiet. Those questions are now uh, open to us to explore and um, discuss and disagree and research and learn about prayerfully. So all we need to do is to reassure ourselves, uh, all we need to do to reassure ourselves of this is to remind ourselves of these many ways that baptism was understood in the early church. For Paul, it was about death and resurrection. For others, it was about washing the impurity away and being cleansed from sin. And the Gospel of John speaks of baptism in terms of rebirth in Christ, both, both a mystical rebirth and using human birth imagery. So our different Gospels and our different uh, uh, sacred texts talk about baptism in different ways. Jews also had ritual bathings, and converts to Judaism immersed themselves in the presence of two wise elders. That still takes place today, the mikvah bath, the mikvah bath. We might say that it is birth by spirit, a birth in spirit, a birth of spirit, signed by water, which story ends up playing out over our lifetimes. We've just heard some of the amazing stories of our those lifetimes of those who have shared their stories. No longer are we bound by a literal reading. We can receive the history. We can receive the traditions. We can hear the various voices and theologies as they have developed and as they will develop. A modern-day story about all of this. Some years ago, a seminary classmate of mine was elected bishop in a, in a small diocese. And in our church, in the Episcopal Church, bishops have to con- gain the consent of the majority of the dioceses. The majority of the diocese have to confirm that the bishops are being rightly ordained and have been rightly called. And Kevin Thu Forrester is his name. Kevin Thu Forrester did not, in the end, gain the consent of the church. And at that time, it was the first time since 1932 that any bishop had not been consented to. And I was on the standing committee at the time in the diocese, and the eight of us, four lay people and four members of the clergy, had a prolonged and passionate conversation about this decision. We actually put a... Uh, um, it wasn't a poll, we put out, we put ourselves out to the diocese and said, please let us know what you think about this. And here are some things you need to read about Kevin Thu Forrester, and, uh, and we have to have this discussion. And th- this was the issue. Kevin Thu Forrester had spent a great time studying Buddhism, and he was very open about it. More importantly, to our cohort that was wrestling about this was that he had theologically reworked the sacrament of baptism, the baptismal rite. He had reworked it. And 
that became the issue over what, which we had to decide. We spent a great deal of time getting people's suggestions, wrestling ourselves, and finally, as a group, we decided not to consent to his ordination. It was not unanimous, but we stuck together because we loved each other and respected each other. And as members of one of the most progressive dioceses in the world, the Diocese of California, we just, as one of my mentors would say, preposterous that we didn't consent to this, but it was too much, too soon, too far for that to take place. I don't know what would happen today if he was ran again and was elected. But here's the point, that even in the most sacred rite of the church, holy baptism is the one that we are focused on today, we are still working things out. We're creating our own narrative as we hold our history and hold to our history and to our tradition. I said this exact thing last night, last week when we celebrated Epiphany. And so as we celebrate the, the baptism of Jesus today as a, uh, a holy day in the church year, and as we look forward to celebrating the sacrament of baptism in three weeks' time, let us keep in mind our own narrative and keep in mind the history and tradition of our church and know that we are, even today, doing a new thing in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode on An Episcopal Sermon Podcast. May this episode inspire you to apply lessons from these teachings to your everyday life. If you found inspiration in this episode, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast through the channel of your choice and spread the word. If you would like to see the full service from which today's sermon was drawn, visit our YouTube channel linked in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to donate any amount to our listeners' support on Anchor or visit the donation page on our website, www.churchinalmaden.org slash donations.